0: Welcome to the Heal Here podcast. I'm your host, Kate Flick, aka Oracle Lightworker. I'm a Holy Fire 3 Karuna Reiki Master Teacher and Akashic Records Reader. I also happen to be a Gemini, don't judge, a five-one emotional manifester and empowered empath. I am literally obsessed with helping you heal and showing you that you are your own best healer. Join me here where we will explore different techniques and modalities and where I will share personal experiences and channel guidance to help support you as you move along the spiritual and healing path. I am so glad you're here. I'm like a bird, I only fly away. I don't know where my soul is. I don't know where my home is. And baby, all I need for you is i like a bird, I only fly away, I don't know where my soul is, I don't know where my home is. Welcome everyone to the Heal Here podcast, a little Nelly Tato, for you, for your listening pleasure today. I feel like I sang this song before, I, and I know I always say that, but I really do think I <laughs> sang the song before. And I was going to go back and listen to all the intros. And I was like, I'm not doing that. This song is in my head for a reason. And when I was looking at the lyrics, though, I'm like, I don't think I did. Uh, You'll have to let me know if you remember me singing this song before. But the lyrics, again, like I'm somebody who never really. This is forcing me to go into the lyrics because I sing lyrics and don't ever even comprehend what I'm singing I don't know if that's an ADHD thing like when you read like 10 pages and have no idea what you just read but I'm somebody who just sings all these words and have never even connected with like the meaning behind the lyrics and I feel like now from doing this it's actually I don't know cultivating an appreciation for song lyricism (laughs) it's making me really appreciate like how beautiful so many of these song lyrics are. Um, But I don't even think I realize. it's like, she's like, I'm like a bird. I don't know where my soul is. I don't know where my home is. All I need for you to know is your faith in me brings me to tears, even after all these years. and, And it pains me so much to tell that you don't know me that well. though my love is rare, my love is though my love is true. I'm like a bird. I'll only fly away. So is she trying to say that she's emotionally unavailable and that, um, you know, she has a pure heart and she, she loves this person, maybe only to the extent that she can love herself. I don't know. I'll only fly away because she doesn't know where her soul is. She doesn't know where her home is. So she doesn't really know herself. I don't know, you'll have to let me know what you think about these lyrics, but it actually somewhat ties into what we are going to be talking about today, and today is almost a bit of a part two uh, to the last episode. Was it the last episode? You know what, maybe the last couple of episodes, the one that I talked about, is that a friend saying? The one where we, I don't know, I've seen that saying on Instagram, like this, the one where Okay, never mind. I digress. <laughs> the one where we talk about anger, <laughs> that one. And also last week, what was last week's titled? Oh yes, facing uncomfortable truths. So I feel like this episode kind of builds on those and it wasn't intentional. It's just what has been happening, what's been coming up for me, some synchronicities that have been happening in my life that are guiding me to continue exploring this topic and talking about uh, some of these themes. So before we get into today's episode, and it's about emotions, again, uh, feeling our, our emotions, I just want to remind you about the Reiki Level 1 and 2 training. That is set to go on Sunday, September 24th, and on the following Sunday, October 1st. And it's from 9 a.m. until 4 p.m. And it may go a little shorter. I just wanted to make sure we had enough time because there are many pre-recorded modules to complement the live component of this course And so after the course, you will become a Reiki level two practitioner and you will have access to all those pre-recorded modules to watch as many times as you want to come back to, to review. And so I absolutely love this hybrid model so much because I feel like it gives uh, the student the best of both worlds. So if you are someone right now You know, if you're listening to this podcast, I can only assume that you are on the healing path, curious about the healing path or curious about spirituality or very much already on that spiritual path. Reiki training (laughs) is going to really help move you down that path, give you guidance, support you and help open up your gifts. And when I took the training, I was looking for something more. I was looking for that guidance. I was called to Reiki. I was pulled towards it. And now I fully understand why it has helped me open up my spiritual gifts, um, in ways that I couldn't have imagined. And it's been so profoundly healing. So if you are looking to deepen your own personal healing, or if you're looking to support others in their healing, um, and you're looking to open up your spiritual gifts and strengthen your intuition and start to connect more with your authentic self, then I would love to have you in class. I would love to be your guide as you connect with this beautiful life-changing energy. So let me know if you have any questions at all. You can DM me or you can send an email to at gmail.com. and would love to have you as part of our class at the end of September. Okay, so today's episode is brought to you by <laughs> a recent synchronicity. So, if you're not familiar with the term synchronicity, it's a term that was coined by Carl Jung. And I don't, is his name even pronounced Carl Jung, like J U N G, or is the J silent? Carl Jung. Someone, I need to Google that for the pronunciation. Someone let me know. Um, But he said that the term synchronicity meant a meaningful coincidence of two or more events where something other than the probability of chance is involved. And that this event is meaningful because it something that happens in the external world but it's mirroring something that's happening in your internal world since i kind of started awakening spiritually awakening being on this healing path i've had many many synchronicities and when they happen it's just for me i don't know it's the best feeling because you just you have a feeling of being so supported and just this knowing that things are being kind of divinely orchestrated be behind the scenes. And it just makes me feel so comforted, honestly, it makes me feel so supported. And they just always, though, continue to blow my mind. It's like every time I experience a synchronicity, I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, this is amazing. And so I was experiencing some synchronicities in the last couple of days. and. I had a client, I had a session with a client yesterday and oftentimes different random books will come into my awareness that that channel through that will support my client in some way. I'll just hear a book title and that's why it's so important for me. Hey, maybe that's why I can justify the million books that I read. <laughs> I shouldn't say I, I need to put, um, sorry, I need to rewind the million books that I purchase. I rarely fully read books. This is embarrassing to admit, but I purchase all these books and I'll read bits and pieces and then put them away, but I can't part with these books either. Like I and these are all non-fiction. I think I've mentioned this before. I, I don't read fiction, although I would like to start, <laughs> but I'm realizing how important being aware of all these different types of books are and I think that's why I should start reading fiction too because um sorry I'm going off in another tangent here but I received some messages from spirit through a memoir I memoir I recently read. I usually read like a lot of just spiritual books, self-help type books and I, I've read a couple of memoirs, but there was a, there was a message that came through from spirit about one of the memoirs and something that the author had gone through in their life. And so I'm realizing how important it is for me and probably for other people to, you know, broaden your knowledge like expose yourself to lots of different topics and ideas, because if you were working with the spirit world, you'll have, there'll be so many more points of reference that they can use to convey their messages to you so you can deliver them to your clients. And I think it was Danielle Serank who said, or and maybe she's quoting someone, but, I, and of course I'm going to butcher this quote, but it was something along the lines of like, you know, the, the best, I don't know, the best training kind of for a medium is a life well lived or something to that extent, like meaning like the more things that you can experiences that you can have, the more books that you can read, the more places you can travel to. Those are points of reference for the spirit world to use to make connections. Okay. With, with a client to relay that information. So It is important to be exposing yourself to so many different things, you know, in this world. And so now I feel good because I'm realizing, okay, I'm justified in buying all these books and having all these books. And even if I don't read the whole book, there's still information, important information that I I think I'm receiving. And then I can also maybe be recommending it to someone. Anyhow, I digress. So I had a client and it came through a certain book, um, came through actually after the appointment. Um, she was giving me some feedback and then this book title came up that I recommended to her. It just popped into my awareness and So I told, I I went to find the book and it's called Bringers of the Dawn Teachings from the Palladians. And I actually, this is actually a book I did read cover to cover. uh, I don't know how long ago, maybe in the last year or so, or maybe it was two years. I don't remember, but I did actually read this cover to cover, but it's, it's a book. (laughs) It's not like a light uh, beach read, I guess you would say. Like you really want to, for me, I just really want to focus on just, the teachings of this book, the channel teachings from the Palladians. Anyhow, I had mentioned that book to her, and she said that this book, I think, had just been brought up to her from someone else. And, um, she like sent me a screenshot that had like I sent her a picture of the book to show her what the book was, and then she had sent me it looked like from Amazon. I can't remember if it was in her cart already or not, but she had been recommended this book. And and again, that's kind of a synchronicity in itself. It's like when this, when book titles, when topics, when modalities, when you know, if you keep hearing these things repeated to you, like from other people, like that is a sign. Okay, it's not a coincidence that I brought this book up to her when someone else had already brought it up. That's, that's a meaningful coincidence, meaning it's a synchronicity. And so it's important for us to follow these breadcrumbs. These synchronicities are showing us or revealing to us things that maybe we need to dive deeper into, showing us or leading us down a path that we're meant to travel. So be open to these synchronicities and the guidance that they bring to us. So anyway, that was, it it was interesting when I, when I sent that book to her and then she had already been, you know, had that book on her radar. And that was kind of a confirmation, I think for her. And so then I kind of just opened the book, let it open and it opened up to a chapter on emotions. And that is a topic that's been coming up like in this. Group that I'm in that with um I do these energy sessions and there's a lot of talk about like the key um to reaching these higher levels of consciousness is through our emotions and something that's kind of been talked a lot about in that particular container. And as you remember, last the last couple of episodes, particularly the one on anger, that's a theme that's coming up for me in my life. And these emotions that are coming to the surface. And I think that these emotions are coming to the surface for not just me, for a lot of people within the collective. Anyhow, I thought that that was interesting that I opened to that chapter and I kind of just, I was like, okay, I didn't have time to really read through it, but I kind of put it on my kind of nightside table upside down, you know, when you don't want to do a bookmark, but you it's like open to that chapter upside down. So that was fine. So then last night I had I'm in this course and part of the course there are healing sessions and group healing sessions. And I went to this session last night and I was the only person that showed up. And it's just the nature of the container is people come and go. There's recordings and anyhow, I just recently joined this course. So this is a new thing for me. And I guess it's usually more than one person, but I was like, Oh, here's, here am I and somebody else. And so she also works with the Akashic records. She does a lot of other energy, you know, work as well. And so it was actually great. I got to work with this healer one-on-one and the theme of the class was supposed to be like magnetizing, magnetism and miracles, bringing those into your life. And she asked me, sorry, there's a little bit of a story. She asked me, how do I feel, you know, how magnetic do I feel right now to magnetizing miracles into my life? And I said, well, to be honest, not very magnetic at all. I feel very stuck right now. I feel stuck. And I started to explain how I was feeling. And so then she kind of stopped me and, kind of took a look, we, we looked at the language I was using and I'm stuck and I'm this, and you know, she showed me that my language was very much, um, scarcity language and she was a hundred percent correct. And that's something I deal with is, you know, the scarcity, Mindset, some scarcity beliefs. And so she created some affirmations for me to say. And then I would say them and she would sense the energy behind my statements. And some of them felt strong, but then there were certain places where I was getting caught up and there were blocks. And particularly part of the affirmation was saying, like, I'm abundant or I'm welcoming in abundance. And she said, there's a block there. And so I said, okay, I'm not surprised. (laughs) I know I have a block there. Um I, I I I'm aware of that but and I know I need to work on it and she what came through for her she's like okay well the the block what I'm feeling is the emotion attached to to this block is anger and she's like actually what I'm feeling is it's actually rage I was like huh <laughs> and I told her yeah that's interesting because anger has been coming up for me and even to hear the word rage, like that felt so uncomfortable for me. It's like, oh my gosh, I don't want, like, even for me to admit it out loud now, it's like, oh, I have a block that's attached to the emotion of rage. Like how I, I don't want anybody to know that I have rage. <laughs> like there's rage apparently within me. Like, oh my gosh, I don't want to say that out loud. Like, because, and I talked about this in the anger episode you know, we've been conditioned to believe that anger and rage are very bad. And there's a lot of shame around that. And I know I hold that shame. And so it was so interesting to hear that this rage this suppressed rage is blocking abundance in my life. And for her, what she saw was that almost this rage was like like at a DNA level. And she said, it's very much like there's things from my childhood, but very much a lot from ancestral, like ancestral rage and even from past lifetimes. And she said, it's just so programmed into my DNA. And so that's something that I'm going to be working on moving forward. And I told her, you know, I read the Akashic records, but I don't like to read for myself. I just have kind of, a resistance to doing that. I would prefer to go to somebody else. I'm not in my records all the time, but she did suggest for this, um, that I should go in and just, you know, channel around those ancestral roots of this rage past life and see what comes up. Anyhow I did today and and I'm going to share, uh, some of that with you today, but this is where, (laughs) so then this is where I was like, Oh my gosh, this is crazy. So then that's fine. I had that uh, happen last night. And then I didn't, I was going to read last night and I didn't. And then I woke up this morning and I was on my front porch drinking my little drink. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm going to go open up this bringers of the dawn book to that chapter on emotions. And I was reading it and I was like, Oh my gosh, like crazy, like synchronicity. Like these are all synchronicities that these topics are all coming up like the fact that, sorry, I'm, <laughs> I'm all over the place here. Um, but the are synchronicities that like I had this client that this book came through, you know, for me to show her and send it, send the picture. Like if that, if that session never happened, I wouldn't have been brought to this book again. I don't, I don't, I, you know I haven't looked at this book since I finished it. I don't think, And that I happened to open it up to this chapter of all chapters on emotions. And that I then went and had a session and I ended up having a one-on-one session. Usually these are group sessions. I had this healer one-on-one so we could specifically focus on me. And then this whole thing about rage came up, suppressed rage and anger. And then I come this morning and like start to really read the chapter. And it's just it's so a bunch of things that I talked about in my anger episode and also, um, just new learnings for me that I need to know right now that are important, I think for me and other people to know. And it's just like, Whoa, like just the synchronicities are amazing. And that's when I, when I experience these synchronicities, that's when I know that, you know, that there is a greater plan and that, these things are being divinely orchestrated and it makes me feel so connected and connected to all of these people and i don't know it's just wild so i'm just going to spend some time going over a few of these key points from the chapter that i think that are really important information for all of us at this time in history right now i think that this is so important and i feel like this is coming up for a reason like this this theme keeps coming up around emotions for me keeps coming into my awareness um, for a reason and it's just really important for us to to focus on allowing ourselves to feel these emotions right now it's just so important so i'm just going to read a few things from this chapter so th- some things that kind of jumped out at me so there's a passage here that says As human beings, you need emotion to connect you with your spiritual self. Emotion is essential to understanding spirituality because emotion generates feeling. And they talk about the spiritual body being, you know, the body that exists beyond physical limitation and that you need emotions to comprehend the non-physical, which is why emotions have been so controlled on this planet. In the book, it says that we have not been given very much room emotionally to express ourselves and we've been encouraged, whether we realize it or not, we've been encouraged to feel powerless and frightened. And then in the book, it goes on to talk about pain and that we want, like we know inherently that we are meant to feel certain things. And so that sometimes we almost create pain in our lives in an attempt to feel something. In the book, they talk about us being stubborn humans. And it's like, you know, as stubborn humans, sometimes in order to capture our own attention, we create pain to show ourselves the range of our abilities and to bring ourselves into life, into this human experience will create pain. and. And that's how we know we're alive. And that's the problem is that creating this pain, um, maybe a pain narrative, can turn into a victim narrative, and it just becomes this never-ending cycle, which, I believe, could be remedied by allowing ourselves, ourselves, to feel the spectrum of emotions. When they come up, feel them, make space for them, acknowledge them, and then we won't have to create these pain stories um, that can lead us into kind of a victim spiral. So the book goes on to talk about people being afraid of feeling. And it's it's not that we don't know how to feel, it's that we are actually afraid of our feelings. And we don't know what to do with them when they come up. And that makes us feel powerless and out of control. And as humans, a lot of us are seeking to control things. Okay. Because the control gives us safety. It gives us certainty. And so when we don't have that, that safety, that comfort, that certainty, um, yeah, we feel that feels very scary to us. And so we are, it feels like a lot of people are searching to control a lot of things in their lives and emotions being kind of at the forefront. And a lot of people don't even realize that, that by sweeping things under the rug. And it's funny in this book, I feel like that's another synchronicity. Two times they, they used the phrase, sweep it under the rug. And that was, that's what was coming up. Those are the words that were coming up during my podcast, uh, episode on anger, and I'm not surprised because these are channeled teachings from the Palladians. And when I'm a lot of times, you know, when I'm doing an episode, I'm opening the records first and just seeing what's going to come through during an episode. And so I channel Palladian energy, okay, the pinnacle um, through my Akashic Records uh, practice. That's who I connect with. So I'm not surprised. It, it's, not a surprise that we're using the same terminology and also that, um, I've been guided back to this book to revisit. Like, I don't remember this chapter at all. I don't remember honestly, a lot of chapters in this book. I just know that the book was very fascinating and very profound at the time. And I knew I'd going to, I knew I was going to have to revisit it and probably revisit it many, many times. Like this book was written a long time ago and reading it now, it feels like it could have been written exactly for this period in time. It's kind of wild. I digress. So the book goes on to talk about how we can't keep tiptoeing around these emotions like anger and pain. And I know I just talked about pain, that, that, but that's something that needs to be felt. But it's just when I was talking about it before I was... Um, Just pointing out that sometimes humans will create pain and create painful situations in their life just to feel something, okay, so that they can feel something. So the next part of the book then talks about anger. Anger serves a purpose. And as I was reading this, I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, it's all coming together. Why this was coming, you know, why I've been experiencing this, why this came through to me a couple of episodes ago. And this is exactly word for word what it says anger serves a purpose. All of you want to get finished with it. You want to sweep it under the rug and act as if it is no good. You act like it is rotten vegetables, throw it out and bury it in the back garden as if there's no purpose to it. We are emphasizing that there is a purpose to fear and a purpose to anger. And then it goes on to say a lot of the things that were coming through for me. um, You know, they were saying the same things about how acknowledging these emotions, feeling these emotions are bringing you closer to your authentic self and your true identity. It's that's the vehicle to learning about who you truly are on a soul level, these emotions. And if you are not giving yourself an opportunity to feel the emotions that are coming up for you, you are not truly learning and living this human experience okay feeling is part of the human experience feeling connects you with this life and that's where it comes back again to sometimes if we've if we repress 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 all these feelings that are coming up subconsciously we may be then attracting painful situations in our life so we can feel something because feeling is to be human it's just you know that's being human we are here to feel and in the book they talk about us being you know about us trying to control these feelings and judging them when they come up and what they said is we we need to just observe just observe where these emotions take you what these emotions do for you because oftentimes the things that you want to sweep under the rug are the very things that are going to reveal to you the most about yourself, okay? Those are the hidden treasures that need to be seen, okay? Those are the things that are going to propel you more quickly down your path and help you learn more. But if you're continuously sweeping them under the rug, it's like you're almost... I don't know. It's like, you're sitting on a gold mine of like information that you feels like you've been searching for. You want to heal. You want to learn more about yourself, all these things. And it's like, Oh my gosh, you're literally on this gold mine. You're sitting on this rug that you've swept all your emotions under. And it's like all that information is available to you that you've been searching for everywhere, like without any success when it's, there all along, and and the key is just through connecting with these emotions that you don't want to connect with. In the book, they talked about the old human pattern or the old pat- paradigm that exists that says you must control. And when I read that, I was thinking in my mind, yeah, the new paradigm, the new human paradigm, should be I must surrender. Like I feel like surrender is the opposite of, I don't know if it really is the opposite of control, but when I read that passage, I'm like, yes, the new paradigm needs to be focused on surrendering and allowing ourselves to be guided by these emotions. And there's a passage that says, you need your emotions. You must become friends with your emotions because through feelings, you can climb the ladder to the multidimensional self and the 12 chakra system and explore what you discover. When I read that, it brought me to the 12 heavens in Reiki, the 12 kind of dimensions or levels of consciousness and and how beautiful it was reading this and knowing that the key to access these higher realms, these higher levels of conscious awareness is through our emotions, through feeling them. And I read just below that it said, feeling registers frequency change. Logical mind does not register frequency change. And that hit me because I think about what's going on in the planet. We're all going through a frequency change. We're all up-leveling to some degree. We're removing up in conscious awareness. And our feelings and emotions register this frequency change. our logical mind does not, and to me, that makes sense why so many different emotions are coming to the surface right now. Um I feel like that has something to do with the change the frequency changes that we're all experiencing, okay? because feeling registers that, okay? The logical mind does not, so it only makes sense that. We must allow ourselves to surrender to feeling these emotions. And then there's a passage here that's been a theme that's been coming up on the podcast as well. They said, You are experiencing an awakening of frequency change. You are being led to change many portions of your life and to give up many things. Don't resist the changes and feel out of control because you don't know what is coming. And it appears that your emotions are getting in the way. Your emotions are simply wanting to show you something. You don't like it because you think your emotions are interfering or will embarrass you. And that is what was coming up in last week's episode. And it keeps coming up. It's like a message that's been repeated before. And sometimes like even after last week, I'm like, I know I've... Talked about these some of these things before, and I feel like I'm being redundant, but I'm being called to speak on them for a reason. Sometimes people need to hear things more than once. But even after I recorded last week's episode, I'm like, I swear I've said these things before. Why do they keep? Why do these messages keep coming through? And and right now I'm hearing is it's important for these messages to be almost like repeated. People need to hear them more than once. And just this whole idea around, I I talked about it last week of letting go of these things in our lives that don't serve us, whether it's habits, people, situations, mindsets, beliefs, you know, beliefs. And we, because of this frequency change, some of these things aren't in alignment anymore. And this is just for me, a confirmation with regards to those messages that seem to keep repeating Um, during some of the episodes, some of these uh, just similar messages that keep coming up. Okay. This next passage is kind of crazy because when I was in my records, they used the same word blueprint and I'll just kind of go over what came up in my records. But they said, um, something that you need to tell yourself is that, all right, I know what is going on. I'm not getting caught in this one. This is when like an emotional situation comes up to you. Acknowledge it. Okay. I see what's going to go on here. (laughs) Um, I know there's something here for me to learn and something for me to change. I believe that I am guided and that I am following a blueprint. And that's the word that came up in my records. So I will check out what it is in this for me by not judging it. And by going with the flow, I request that all my changes come in joy and safety and harmony. And that the, the end part about, I request all my changes come in joy and safety and harmony. I was talking to a friend about this actually earlier today about how, again, on the healing path, I feel like things can be really challenging and difficult. And some people that you follow online in the spiritual community talk about that. And I know I've talked about it, but the importance of setting the intention that we can go through these changes with more ease. It doesn't have to be so, there doesn't have to be so much pain. Okay. And that's something that came up in this text that pain is a choice and we can make these frequency changes. We can shift to the new paradigm with more ease, with more joy, safety, and harmony. And so this is a good lesson for me that I, I am going to be more intentional with my healing and, and setting that intention that I'm going to do it in the most easeful way possible. Oh, this is a really good thing that came up in the book as well, is just talking about, you know, when your friends are going through their stuff and they said, honor your friends when they're going through stuff, but don't get involved in it. Okay. And I'm going to read exactly what they say here, because I think it's important. And then I'll discuss it. Honor your friends as they go through their stuff. Just don't get involved in it. It is for, if it is for you do it, but don't help others prolong their dramas. That's really important. It is time to move through stuff, not to stage a three hundred and sixty five day Broadway run run with it. We suggest telling your stories once or twice or three times, and that is it. You don't need to tell everyone everything because everyone else has their stuff occurring too. And then they said, do you understand? <laughs> when you continually speak about your stuff, you are missing the point because you are talking instead of doing and seeing, what you are telling yourself by talking to everyone about what is going on with you. You're simply wanting to get attention and you don't need to do that. So I thought that that was very (laughs) profound, very meaningful. I mean, it's simple. It's not profound, I guess, but I, I think it's very meaningful because I find myself in those situations as well. And it's like, there's a fine line between venting, like venting can be good to an extent, but as I said, tell your story once or twice or three times. And that is it. Okay. Ask yourself now. And I know I can identify my own stories. Like what stories are you continually telling? Okay. And these certain narratives that are just keeping you stuck, keeping you, um, maybe in a victim mindset because you're telling these, maybe it's where you, we're hard done by. Maybe it's a traumatic situation that you had with someone, an issue with someone at work, something with a family member. Maybe it's a health issue. Okay. Like if it's a health issue and that's a thing where people can over-identify with their health issue. And when I've seen this happen, um, with clients and, um, even personally, when you over identify with a health issue, it can become, you over identify, it can become part of your identity. So some people are not going to heal because they've over identified with their illness. And I know that can be triggering to some people. They don't want to hear that. They don't want to realize that they have a part to play in their own suffering, but unfortunately it is the truth. And that's why sometimes I'm wary of certain, like, there's just a fine line, right? Like, so say there's a support group for a certain type of illness or something, and then you get involved in awareness and things like that. And that's wonderful. But, um, through my own personal experiences, when I over identified with an illness, I feel like that became very limiting and it keeps you in that loop. Okay. It's almost like it can prevent you from healing. And for me, just the personal example, after I had my cancer surgery and I had lymph nodes removed, I was experiencing a lot of pain and swelling my leg. And I just went crazy, uh, researching lymphedema, following all these lymphedema accounts and, and became, I spent hours and hours and hours just like pouring over this information and just having that information coming up on my social media. And that was my focus all the time. And it was, it wasn't until that I realized, I realized that the over identification with this illness and putting all my focus on it was, was making my condition literally worse. And whenever, or whenever I was able to create separation from this illness, like I, I began to heal and receive and feel relief. Like it's anyway, I could do a whole episode on that. But anyway, that's just, uh, this is streaming through for some reason today. So back to that little excerpt, what I want to ask you, what stories are you continuing to tell yourself and tell others? And is there a possibility that these stories are keeping you stuck in some way? Okay. And are you telling a lot of people what's coming through right now is sometimes like we're tell it's like, we're telling these stories as a way to offload our pain in some way and our suffering. And sometimes by telling them to other people, it's like a projection of how we're feeling instead of dealing with it ourselves. And I do know like there is value in venting and talking things out, but there's a fine line where you cross where, and I know I'm guilty of it myself, where I get stuck in this loop of repeating the story over and over again. And it's like, that's not helpful to me. And I'm sure it's not helpful to the person that I'm talking to either. So it's, this is a good little wake up call, I think, just to become aware of how, we are prolonging our own dramas and maybe uh, enabling other people to prolong theirs. And that's going to require some boundaries, setting boundaries with yourself. Okay. I've shared this situation once or twice with, you know, a partner or a friend and maybe a therapist. Now it's time for me to, maybe I need to journal about it, um, meditate, you know, or maybe I need to let it go. Maybe I just need to let it go. And also set some boundaries with friends. If they're having these cyclical conversations where they're kind of prolonging their own dramas, because you're not doing them any favors by prolonging them by, by allowing this to continue on. So it's difficult. (laughs) I know, but I feel like this is coming through for a reason. So at the end of this chapter, they just kind of end by saying feeling is what connects you to your humanity. Feeling is what connects you to your emotions. And then they said, you know, if you deny your emotional self, like deny yourself in feeling these emotions in this lifetime, you're simply going to be one of the masses who watches television and feels like a victim over and over again. And to me that, you know, sounds painful that, that groundhog's day, you know, where life is so meaningless, where you're just, and I mean, I'm not saying I don't watch the bachelor. (laughs) I don't let, I I like me some big brother as well. I like my reality shows. Um, and I'm not saying that, but when you were caught in constant escapism and, just all you do is work a job that you hate, watch TV every night and just feel like you're a victim. And that's repeated over and over again. That is not a life that I want to live. And that sounds painful. And it's like, choose your pain. (laughs) Do you want to have the pain, like the discomfort, choose your discomfort, I guess. Do you want the discomfort of feeling your feelings and dealing with what's under that rug? Or do you want the discomfort of living a life that, you know, deep down, you know, there's more to life than this Netflix. And I was going to say Netflix and chill. I know the difference. Like there's still a lot of people that use Netflix and chill and don't know what Netflix and chill means. And I am old. I know. And this is just bringing a story. Sorry. When I was teaching high school, I didn't know what Netflix and chill meant. And so I thought it literally meant Netflix and chill. I didn't know it meant like hooking up with somebody or having sex or whatever, and I just was like, oh, okay, everybody, like, I can't wait for tonight. It's Flick Family. I'd always, you know, tell them it's my Flick Family Fun Night on Fridays. So I'd be like, Flick Family Fun Night. I'm like, Netflix and chill. And they're like, uh, Miss Flick. And I'm like, what? Like, Netflix and chill, everybody. Like, just like acting all cool. And they're like, Miss Flick, like, seriously. And I'm like, oh, sorry, am I too old to use the lingo? Like, this is a while ago, whenever Netflix and chill came out. When was that? Years ago. When that saying came out and they're like, Miss Flick. And I'm like, what? Like, oh, so sorry. I'm like, just because I'm old doesn't mean I can't Netflix and chill. Can't use the terms or whatever. Trying to be. Anyway, I don't know what I was trying to be. And then one student was like, pull me aside. Like, do you, I don't think you understand what it means. I'm like, what? And they're like, just think about it for a second. Anyway, (laughs) that's when I learned what, that's the day that my student educated me. (laughs) in in life in life school thank you to my teenagers and i miss those i really miss my teenage students they did they kept me young for sure and they did teach me they taught me so much that's what i miss about teaching because i would learn new things every day and i still learn new things but i do miss the classroom environment with the teenage energy it was yeah it was it definitely was keeping me young okay sorry back to the palladians (laughs) back to the channel teachings of the palladians i don't think the palladians were talking about netflix and chill maybe they were who knows they can have a good sense of humor actually sometimes um okay sorry i just want to say what they said at the end they said um if you are feeling pain within your emotion like your emotional body um ask yourself why you believe the pain is there what purpose the pain serves and why you are choosing to create pain through your emotions Why is it not your choice to create joy? All is choice. You need to remind, we need to remind you of this. And I needed to be reminded of this. It's like, we have choice, okay? And why can't we choose joy? And it's not, again, that we're not going to be feeling the feelings that do come up. But when there is choice, then, you know, there is a choice to attract that, to, to attract the more joyful situations instead of the painful situations, because as we've learned to be human is to feel. And if you're not feeling, and now what's coming through now is about the alcohol. And I talked about this last week. Oh, it's all coming together about how alcohol just can't go in and, and numb joy or sorry, numb fear and pain and you know, anxiety and stress, like it, it's going to numb everything. And so what I'm hearing right now is to be sure you're not numbing out with alcohol, Netflix, binging, I don't know, things that are these things, what I'm hearing right now are the things that, that enable you to sweep stuff under the, the rug. It's the numbing things or smoking or whatever it is. And it's numbing your ability to feel all of the emotions. And we're being reminded that, you we need to be open to feel them all okay feel all the spectrum of emotions okay so before we go i'm just going to just share with you uh some of the things that we're channeling through in the records when i went in and was asking about you know the root of the rage and anger like that i was uh, apparently that was that's been blocking me And they kind of first channeled through with a bit of an opening message. And they said, to truly know thyself, you must embrace all aspects of oneself, the good, the bad, the ugly. And then they went on to say that they do not see them as the good, the bad, and the ugly. That is society who has given um, these parts of ourselves and our emotions this label. Um, They went on to say, just like what I mentioned before, that these emotions are all equal they're the same equal in importance within the human experience and that these emotions help guide us and if we are on the path back to ourselves um it's our emotions that provide us with clues and directions and that they are our blueprint and so that's the same terminology that I just read in the book and they're blueprint our internal compass guiding us back to ourselves And then I just heard, allow yourself to be led. Your emotions are the key to unlocking the life of your dreams. When you repress certain emotions and sweep them under the rug, it's like shoving a key deep into your pocket and struggling to open a locked door without assistance. And when I was channeling that, I literally saw this person wanting to get into this door and they literally have the key, but the key is... is connecting with your emotions and and it's just through that emotional connection but I saw the person shoving that key down into their pocket and then just trying to get the door open it's like it would be so much easier you're like trying to jimmy the door like bang into it open this door and it's like if you would just like you have the key it's through your emotions but you don't you know you're shoving it down in your pocket you're you know sweeping them under the rug and trying to to get the door open without this key that would make things so much uh, more easy uh, then I heard your emotions give you access to other dimensions if you wish to ascend you must connect with your emotions otherwise the experience will be more painful and that coincides with what was in the book it's like it's going to help us access connecting with our emotions are like a portal to these other dimensions and and can also make um our ascension journey more easeful less painful and they said it doesn't have to be this way it doesn't have to be painful you create suffering for yourself on your path when you do not honor your emotions emotions are what make the human experience unique they're the thing that set us apart from other living things to honor yourself you must first honor your emotions and so when I went into my records, like that was sorry the opening message, um, for me and you know I kind of changed the word to ourselves a few times in there, um, but then it came through specifically about my question about my rage and anger. And I saw it was suppressed on the maternal line, all the women on the maternal side of my family, their inability to connect with these emotions and they were deeply repressed. And I saw the shame and the guilt around these emotions. And then I was brought back to, um, some past lives in particular, a past life where I was persecuted uh, and this past life has come up before where I was burned at the stake. And, and I heard I was punished for being fully embodied. Okay. That was being fully embodied was a threat. And I was actually punished for, because I wasn't repressing any part of myself. I wasn't repressing any part of myself. So I was, I was connecting with all parts of myself and because I was so fully connected, I was, that was, you know, threatening, it was powerful. And I was fully embodied. And I just saw myself being punished for that in this lifetime. And I heard for me now as I heal, and I peel back the layers, I'm uncovering lifetimes of anger that's been repressed. And also as I'm remembering who I am on a soul level, I'm starting to feel anger for having my power taken away from me. Okay. For being punished for, for being fully embodied. And like, that's a theme that's coming up for me is, you know, in being embodied. Okay. In this lifetime. And so it's, yeah, it makes sense that as I do this work, that there's feelings of anger that are coming up, um, for when I was punished for being embodied in other lifetimes. And then I heard that I need to connect with this rage in healthy ways. And, and they said, do not direct it at others or situations. And, they, and this came up, um, which I talked a little bit about, I think, earlier that it feels easier um, if you get angry at a person, angry at a situation, that is actually a form of avoidance. Hey, it's, a, it's, you're projecting that on that rage, that inner rage or that, um, anchor onto the situation, onto the purpose, or should I say person, but they said to heal that you must fully feel the emotion in isolation, like connect with the anger, you know, journal about it, uh, do some body work or somatic um, practices, go for a run, but like, try to feel the anger in isolation. It doesn't mean that you're in isolation. Doesn't mean that you're not being supported by people, but try not to like when you're angry at a coworker, like it's probably not about the coworker. There's something deeper there. And it's like trying to separate yourself from these projections and being able to isolate your anger and deal with it so you're not projecting it outwards. And then what they said in the records is when you fully connect with it, you will not feel the need to project it onto other people or situations. And the people and situations uh, you feel most angry about are not the problem, as I just said, okay? You must continue to peel back the layers to get to the root of what you really are angry about. Okay. Hey, and it could be something from your childhood. You may, it could be something from a past lifetime or some pattern from your lineage that you're angry about. Like I didn't connect my anger to anything about a past life until, you know, last night until that was brought into my awareness. So oftentimes the things that were angry about like being treated unfairly at work, and you're so mad at that situation with, I'm not being treated well, I'm being disrespected, but it's like not, Your anger is more deeply rooted than that. But they did say for you to connect with the anger, it's not necessary to know the root. You don't have to be uh, consciously aware of the root to feel the anger um, and to connect with the emotion. And what they said at the end is that the things that are making you angry in your life are not really the problem they are the things you are projecting your anger onto because it feels safer for you. You are afraid to acknowledge the root, probably subconscious, like it's a subconscious fear, but like there's some part of you that is resisting and maybe it's not the time. Okay. We peel like the healing journey is about peeling back the layers, right? We don't re- go right to the middle of like, say it's an onion. We're not going to the middle of the onion right away. Like, no, we're peeling it off layer, We're doing everything layer by layer. Okay. And having that top layer revealed to us, and then we'll go deeper and deeper. You can't just go right to the root. Um, I'm hearing with this anyway, it's, and that's why, that's why people are projecting their anger to, you know, and these feelings on other, on situations in their life and people because it's too painful to go right to the root, okay? and But I'm hearing through connecting with anger and allowing yourself to feel angry and, and I'll tell you some of the ways that we talked about last night with this healer, some of the things I could do, then you will be peeling back layers and you, you are getting closer to getting to the root of the problem. But again, I'm hearing you don't have to, to know what the root is to be able to heal, like to connect with that emotion now, because when you connect with the emotion, it's very healing, if that makes sense. <laughs> so before we go, I'm just going to talk a little bit about the, some of the suggestions that we talked about things that I could do. And, you know, I told her I have resistance to journaling and for my, all my sessions, it's funny. I, that's my thing. That's how I connect with the Akashic records. Most clearly is through the writing writing is, I told you I have notebooks and notebooks and notebooks, but when it comes to journaling for myself, I have extreme resistance. And she thought maybe the resistance is, you know, around having, you know, you don't want to have this journal filled with all this stuff that's sitting on your bedside table. And I'm like, yeah, I think that's totally it. She said, write this stuff down. And then she said, burn, burn it up. (laughs) Like write down these angry things and burn it. I'm like, Ooh, burn it. I want to do that. What's that thing on Instagram? Like burn it. I said, burn it or something. (laughs) Do you know what I'm talking about? It's from a movie. Let me know. Was it, it's not the burn book. That's mean girls. I don't have a big, that's what I need to start doing. Spirit's telling me you need to start watching more movies. So I have more points of reference because I'm using like the same five movies. Um, but yeah, so journaling, like all these angry thoughts and then burning it, um, going in your car and screaming. Does anybody do that? I've, I don't think I've ever done that before. See, again, that scares me to do that. Um, but then I'll repress my anger and then just get triggered and get angry. You know what I mean? It's like what I'm hearing right now is like, if you can regularly connect with the anger, you're not going to get triggered and have a, you know, a blow up where you lose control of your emotions as much and become dysregulated. If you allow yourself the space to connect with anger more regularly. And so go in the car and scream, um, you could go, <laughs> why did I just picture myself throwing axes? That doesn't really appeal to me normally, but axe throwing. No, I don't know. She told me about, what did she call it? A rage room. Like sh- this healers in Australia and she, I- I've seen this online. I don't think we have one in Prince Edward Island, but a rage room where you, yeah, I've seen that Where on Instagram. I think where people just go in with like a friggin' like big hammer or club is it called a club but you know what I'm talking about and just like smash my mic- old microwaves and televisions and plates and all sorts of stuff maybe there's a rage room of PEI tell me where it is and again these types of things don't appeal to me at all but I think it's because I've not I've closed myself off to connecting with anger so they kind of almost make me feel a bit scared or nervous like I wouldn't want to do that it feels too aggressive and now I'm starting to realize, yeah, I'm being called to do this. Um, what else did she say? She likes to do like kickboxing. you know, any exercise like vigorous exercise is going to be helpful. I do like to go for walks, but maybe I need to do something a little bit more intense. I do like to go for a cold plunge because that it's controlled, but it it it's it's uh. I don't know. I just energetically feel like, I don't, I guess that's not really connecting with my anger though. I think that's just to help shift my energy. So I don't, mm, I guess that wouldn't really be connecting with my energy. She said like put on music and like dance like crazy. So that's something I should, I'm going to definitely look into. So anyhow, you can let me know if you have any things that you like to do to connect with your rage. didn't think I'd be doing a spiritual podcast talking about rage, but here we are. Here we are. Rage on, my friends. Rage on. Um, Let me know your little raging routines if you have one. (laughs) And, yeah, let's not be embarrassed to – I know I've had – Shame around ever feeling any type of anger, so I'm releasing that shame and I'm connecting with my inner rager. Is that why people like heavy metal and like headbanging and stuff? Is that why? You have to let me know. Um. Okay, I think that that's all that I have in me for today. Thank you to the Palladians for your service. Thank you for the Bringers of the Dawn book by Barbara. Is it Marcianic? Um. I can tag i'll I'll put the book in the show notes if you want to check out the book bringers of the dawn teachings from the pleiadians and yeah it's barbara marcianiak or no marcianik m-a-r-c-i-n-i-a-k marcianik uh sorry for the pronunciation barbara barb babs sorry about that um Okay. Sorry. I shouldn't call her Babs. She might not like that. So sorry, Barbara. Oh yeah. Before I go, another kind of synchronicity is that, uh, Amy from the intuitive rising and she was, you know, she was on this podcast. She's a really wonderful medium and intuitive. She went to a thrift store recently and got like three books, I think by Barbara Babs, AKA Babs. (laughs) I shouldn't be saying that. I'm not trying to disrespect you, Barbara, because I've, Think you're freaking amazing. Um, but I think she got three books from her. They're all, I think they're all by Barbara and they're, they're all like Palladian, uh, books. And so, and she messaged me about this, like what it's all around the same time, like a couple of days ago. And so it's interesting. And maybe it's like her putting those books in my awareness, like also, kind of triggered me to recommend that book to a client. I don't know, but it's also connected and I love it. So yeah, I need to read those. I haven't read the books that Amy just got and I, what a wicked score to get those at the thrift store. I, I need to, I need to check out VV soon here, get some new books. Anyhow, I digress as usual. (laughs) I hope you are having a great day and Allow yourself to connect with your emotions. It's time to stop sweeping them under the rug. It's time to start feeling. We need to feel to heal and release the shame. Release the guilt around feeling some of these more difficult emotions. You are safe. You are protected. Surrender and allow yourself to be guided by your emotions. Alrighty then. Have a wonderful day. I'll see you here next week. Same place, same-ish time. Have a good one, y'all. Bye.